Achtung, Achtung, hier ist Alex Wright and you are listening to Chat Grabble and Cheat Pops with JB and Chris Dredd. Enjoy it or I come over and kick your ass. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Chat Grapple and Cheat Pops with me, JB, and the poorly yet best Chris in all of wrestling podcasts, Mr. Chris Dredd. Um, I will come to you, Chris, in a minute because I know you're trying to gather your coughs and your splutters. God love you, man. Um, <laughs> thank you to everyone that's been checking us out lately. You know, we really appreciate everything. And before we crack on with everything, can we just say thank you, Ireland? Ireland, you are wonderful. You have put us in the charts. So we thank you. Keep listening. I'm sure you find us funny or downright sad, whichever one <laughs> helps. Um, but thank you. Uh, for anyone listening or watching, don't forget to hit those likes and subscribes. You know, we really appreciate each and every one of them. And also thank you to Surfshark, who proudly sponsor this episode of chat grapple and cheat pops hit the link in our description right now or maybe maybe wait till the end and you will but get eight yes exactly do it you will get 83 percent off plus three months free is that right damn skippy yes we got it uh for your <laughs> vpn and antivirus needs and also i have been reliably informed if you put if you place it to if you set it to being in germany you can access all the great excellent wwe network that you miss <coughs> that our american friends miss so much fuck peacock fuck peacock indeed bro so <laughs> surf shark 83 percent off and three free months um it will do everything it can it is virus protection. It is VPN. It is un unlimited fucking <coughs> fucking hell. It is unlimited devices. The only virus it does not stop is COVID. Um, and unfortunately, I succumbed to the uh, the 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 COVID virus. Um, I was fucked for about three days, and I'm still trying to fight it, man. I'm still, do you know what I mean? Bobbing and weaving. Um, it it doesn't help that it is like a million degrees right now in the UK. It is like the hottest. Um, I think it's the hottest day ever, isn't it? Quite possibly the hottest day ever recorded here in the UK. Um, I'm not sure if it's hit 40 degrees here, which is you know downright offensive. Yeah, it, was it might 43. well it might well have done. It was 43 in the car earlier. I'm 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 certain of that. Uh, Hence yes. why I'm wearing the Nigeria shirt because it feels like fucking Lagos right now, fam. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it is a mad, like hotter than fucking Joloff, bruv. Oh, 
before we get to our main feature, the review, the all important review, uh, don't forget to check out our most recent interviews. You know, Billy, Ray Lloyd, Glacier, you know, and all those excellent, you know, archives. Sunny oh, we got it. We got it in the Max bank, Payne. baby. Yeah, we got it in the bank. You know, we've got, you know, our our backlog of interviews and reviews are second to none. So have a delve into the archives. <coughs> it's all right. I'll be on point soon. I haven't really spoken to anyone for like a week. Um, apart from my missus when I'm asking her to get me like a bottle of water or a fucking can, a carton of Ribena, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I excuse the, um, the tickling of the, because to be honest, I ain't really even had a cough. Like it didn't even affect me like that. Like, um, I've just been wanting to go sleep all the time. Like it's literally like I'm some like pussy hole. It's just no, no, I'm too weak. I need to go to sleep. Um, but literally, it's licked me. It's licked me down. Um, but <coughs> but I'm fighting back. I'm coming back strong. Um, but we had to get this review out. Um, we had we had to get something done. So um, have you run out of Ico Pro? That's probably why it got me. Yeah, because the Ico Pro in my system, the levels just weren't there. Um, it, it, the the Ico Pro just, uh, I let myself down. I let you guys down. Um, I let Vince McMahon down. You know, and uh, I mean he's doing a good job of that himself recently. Um, oh boy. Well, a lot of people are letting themselves down. Um, even one of our interviewees. Um. Santino, you know we love you, but don't hire Marty, Marty Skull for your show. Long and short, like that's it. Like, end of. It, it it was mad. Like when we when we see stuff like that, I mean, but do these do these guys know? Is it like common knowledge? And I mean, the 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 problem is, I think it's pretty obvious. There's <laughs> there's a fine line. Okay, there there is a fine line of. Because people have had this argument with Joey Ryan as well, okay? So Joey Ryan recently was spotted working in Disney or... Disney, yeah, of all places. Somewhere yeah. like that. And, I mean, what, what, was he, what was he accused of? I mean, what was, what was the, the, the thing said against Joey Ryan? Oh, I think there was like, wasn't there like seven or eight that came forward? That said, that said various things of what? That he was... Yeah, I, 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 yeah, we don't. I don't have it to hand, but it's it wasn't pretty when you know, they started coming out. Yeah, the, I mean, this is the thing, you know. Like it, it's there, there's a fucking yes, there's some right scumbags in wrestling, and they've done some scumbaggage things. There's a lot in the UK scene that were kind of called out for being scumbags, you know, and then they've ended up leaving wrestling or they're kind of hanging around like a bad fart. Um, Does it one of them, wasn't one of them do delivery driving now? One of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. well, there's other ones as well, bruv. Do you know what I mean? Ones that we know and we've seen at shows and that was training people, but yeah. <laughs> that ended up being like bullies and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, so there's a fine line with people, uh, you know, 
let's continue let's continue to keep the bullies and the perverts out of wrestling Abs- absolutely you know what i mean and, it, and it's you know some people are saying oh you know uh, these people are just trying to get on with their lives and all this kind of stuff and you're taking their livelihoods away from them and stuff i mean yeah all right fine there is an argument to saying if they're not in wrestling they're not doing anything they're just obviously people have got to eat and then the internet just literally fucked joey ryan as well didn't they like he ended up getting fired from that job so you know it's fucked, but don't be a fucking scumbag at the end of the day. It's it's quite simple, isn't it? <laughs> Could have put it better myself. Um, we have mentioned it on one or two shows lately. We do thank everyone that subscribed and keep doing it. Keep slapping the bell. Keep doing <clears> that thing. The giveaway is on its way. We are trying to sort a few things out, get them in place. You know, you may or may not have heard, but we are on the road to Cardiff. Maybe we're going to tie something in with that. We haven't quite figured it out. There's a few, you know, moving pieces on this board, but we are getting there. There's a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous. Um, We are trying to sort out. We we're not <laughs> we're not far from from Cardiff. If we're honest, we're looking at around a month or so's time. That's right. Um, hopefully, we'll check Billy Barty there. Um, talking about Billy, Billy's probably in America right now. Um, uh, ready for the Nashville show? Ready it? for the Nashville show? I mean, yeah, right. bro, uh, if I'm honest, yeah, like, I mean, I kind of called it that it would be uh, Jay Lethal versus Ric Flair, but have you seen the whole? Setup? Yes, it is. It's now been announced fully. It will be Andrade, his son-in-law, uh, teaming up with Rick to take on. <laughs> this is hilarious. Jay Lethal and you know, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. So Double J is apparently going to be a guest referee as well at in, SummerSlam. Yes, at SummerSlam. What the fuck is going on, bro? Like, what is going on? Uh, I wish I knew. <laughs> uh, Jeff Jarrett is a WWE employee again. He's doing, I don't know what he's doing, to be fair. Like, hmm. not really sure what the job title is, but he's working. He's doing his thing. Jeff Jarrett has a creative mind. Let's not take anything away from that. I think one of the only things in Jeff Jarrett's mind that probably needed questioning was to keep hiring Vince Russo. They're good friends, apparently. Yeah, of course. They're, yeah, they're, no. they're, they're good buddies. Um, you know, it's Vince, it's one of the things. We kid, we're big fans, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, bruv. Like we, I mean, I'm looking at my uh, TNA Deluxe Impact Jeff Jarrett figure on the wall in front of me right now, um, next to fucking suicide. Sorry, and... Chris. For those that are watching us, Chris knows I like a nice big jug. Who don't like a big jug? You know what I mean? Look at the fucking size of that bastard. Look at him slurping it down like a good one. I Cheers. mean, me, I've got my ginger beer, um, you know, slurping that down. I've got my bottle of water. Trying to keep hydrated in this 40 plus percent, uh, 40 oh, plus I've, degrees. I've knocked down like three or four of those today. It's insane. Mate, I've, I'm stark bollock naked underneath this fucking <laughs> chair. Literally balls to the wall, bruv. Um <laughs> So, you know, the only thing that I'm wearing is this Nigeria football shirt right now. Um, so, but yeah, Ric Flair, bro, like, 
that's a nice tie-in. You've got no nothing on underneath, and you know you tie you go easily, that's seamlessly exactly where into Ric Flair. Yeah, that's a segue, brother. That's a segue. We're professional. Robe and nothing else. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not doing the helicopter right now though. Um, but that might keep me cool uh, if I was to fucking swing him about. But it's um for me like I I don't know. I fucking hell. Like, I don't want to be a dick about it because let people just do what they want to a point. But fucking hell, man. What is this match going to be like, bro? I've seen the training videos. Like, the man's hopefully, hobbling around. Hopefully. 10 minutes of Andrade and Leaf will doing their thing. They tag in Flair and Jarrett. He chops him. He, you know, maybe takes one backdrop. He said he's going to be. He said he's going to be cross-bodying people from the top fat. It's it's almost it's almost worth watching, isn't it? I've, I know, I've, I've seen it's it's like I think they're charging thirty four ninety nine or something on fight. Right, let, let me be. let me tell you something. I ain't paying for that shit, but I'll watch it. Okay, there's, yeah, there's it like, be, yeah. right. I'm not even going to front. But the, curiosity the I, is the thing. The, the 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 thing that I'm interested in as well on the Friday the 29th there is the the roast of Ric Flair as well, um which I will be watching. I've recently I've been watching. They're going to be admitting to crimes on that. I'm sure of it, mate. It's going to be fucking brutal, and that's why I'm yeah. watching it because I mean I'll, I'll I'll be honest, right? When I was ill with COVID, I, so last week Tuesday I start I, I was feeling rough like Monday last week Monday night, and I come back from work and that. By the time I woke up Tuesday morning, brother, I was daffy ducked, as we say in the UK. I was fucked. Um, so I've, I've literally been watching comedy roasts, wrestling roasts, and uh, uh, Wild and Out. Like, literally. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've literally yeah. just been watching, like, fucking rap battles and, and Wild and Out. So I watched the roast of uh, Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard's comedy roast, and it, it was all right. Like, it was all right. There, I mean, the, the wrestlers were fucking terrible, but they're not comedians. But I tell you what, there was some fucking funny comedians on there, dude, and they were killing it. I mean, Pat Patterson was on, on, the, on the panel, yeah? And it was like, jokes like, uh, yeah, how cool is it that um, Pat Patterson's initials are, are also the favourite thing for him to hold in his hand? Jesus Christ. Pee -pee. You know, it's just... Oh, boy. Bruv, it yeah. was golden. It was absolutely brilliant. I mean, I, I love a good comedy roast, and a lot of them are, like, really close to the mark. Um, And it had... i tell you what, though. It was really weird. Like, Alondra Blaze was on there, Medusa, and she was, like, fucking brutal. She was calling people, like, pedos. She was, like, going in, and it was, like... I don't think she's joking. Like, I don't think she's joking. Like, it was so, like, deadpan. She was like, this bitch is fucking serious. Like, this bitch is fucking serious. Like, so that's literally what I've been doing for the whole week is watching, like, wrestling roasts, comedy roasts, um, rap battles, wild and out. Like, literally just in my fucking pit of despair, um, just watching things to make me smile and trying not to, like, die of heat exhaustion. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the Ric Flair roast, but like you say, bro, depending on who's going to be there, like shit, that, 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 that's going to be brutal fam. Like that could be like real, 
touchy stuff. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not really sure what else we can, how, how else we can describe it. I think it will be raw. It will be mm. at times vile. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Lots sure. of helicopter jokes, lots of dick jokes, lots of, you know, yeah. Ric Flair L- stuff. Yeah, Nature. I mean, yeah, lots of fucking, you know, inappropriate shit. Um, man, it was so fucking funny as well, though, the, the Bruce Pritchard one when they were talking about Conrad and they were talking about him just looking unhealthy and that, just going, yeah, like, you know, they want to do this. with He wants to do it within two weeks because that's probably about as long as he's got left. Oh. And all this shit, like his fucking, and it was like, and uh, one joke was like, yeah, Conrad's, uh, Conrad's marrying one of Ric Flair's daughters. It's like, motherfucker, how much money does Rick owe him? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the. Uh... <laughs> it's like, yeah, daddy, daddy owns, uh, daddy owes a bit of money. You're gonna have to marry Conrad. It is fucking crazy, but yeah, I love a good roast. It's been keeping my spirits high, and. Another thing that has kept my spirits high is this gentleman right here getting me to watch a wrestling show and getting me to write some notes and get on this Chat Grapple and Cheat Pops podcast and just do some more for the people. I mean, I've been... I'll tell you one thing. For the Irish. That's what you're doing it for. You're doing it for the Irish. Fucking... I'll tell you what I'm doing it for, what I should have had in the garden. Look at that. Look. (laughs) WWF Acro Attack Action Sprinkler. Bet you wished you had one of those motherfuckers. Look at that. Where does one find something like that? Oh, in the in the bowels of of wrestling memorabilia. I've I've I picked this up a little while ago for literally like next to nothing. Look at it, it's beautiful. So you like hook it up with a hose. Yeah, look at that. Are we talking about Ric Flair again? Or hey, so you know it's four foot tall. Four foot of awesome wet fun. Oh, <laughs> so someone was having fun when they wrote that. You know what I'm saying? So this is what everybody in the UK needs right now. It is hotter than I mean. It's obviously official. You can see got the official WWE uh, hologram oh, there. WWF. WWF hologram, hologram there. right there. So that's how old that is, bro. It's pre two thousand two. Pre two, yeah, yeah, pre pre two thousand actually. I think it's ninety eight, ninety nine, ninety nine. I Yikes. think. Um, so yeah, I mean, th- this is it's been keeping my spirits going, wrestling, painted, you know, watching what's going on, seeing what's happening. Like I say, I just hope that Ric Flair doesn't have a heart attack in the middle of the fucking ring. Did you see the um the attack on Rick by Jeff Jarrett? Yeah, and Rick bladed. Yeah, I mean, cool. Yeah. I mean, of course he did. Of course he did. Um, I mean, what can you say? I mean, this is fucking nuts. 73 years old and he's blading <laughs> to sell a few more pay-per-views. You know, and you've got you've got Karen Angle there. Um, Karen Jarrett. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. She'll always be Karen Angle to me because I'm an old school TNA fan. And again, on one of the roasts, uh, on the Comrade roast, uh, Jeff Jarrett was there and someone said, um, Karen's the best angle that Jeff's ever been in. Um, oh, boy. and it, it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I start checking these out, yeah, bro. Uh... It is honestly, it is, it was the something to wrestle with. Um, Bruce Pritchard roast is fucking hilarious. Some of the comedians, dude, 
were literally just zinger after zinger after zinger. It was just absolutely fantastic. Real, like, fucking laugh-a-minute stuff. And because these guys, like, no wrestling. It's got, like, a, you know, Ron Funches? You know yeah. Ron Funches? Yeah, yeah. So the, the, these comedians are, like, proper wrestling fans like we are. So they know, you know... Um, they know about wrestling, you know. It's like talking about Stephanie's got PTSD when she hears pomp and ceremony, the music, you know, and all this, the macho man music and shit. Um, you know, so these guys know wrestling. It's fucking hilarious. If you're like a hardcore wrestling fan, you will love the comedy on that Bruce Pritchard roast. Um, there's been a few. I mean, the, the Cactus Jack roast is pretty good, um, you know, but the Ric Flair one anyway. So I, I digress. The, the Ric Flair one, I'm really looking forward to. Friday, the 29th of July, um, before the event on the 30th or the 31st, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't right, it'll be Yeah, it'll be on like Fight TV or it'll be on other various streaming websites uh, for your delectation. <laughs> so you're listening, you're watching, you've already liked, you've already subscribed. I've hoped you packed your bag because we are taking a little trip. We are not, not to Cardiff. This isn't the one. We are going to Charleston, South Carolina. Is it South North Carolina? Carolina. North Carolina. Charleston, yeah, baby. North Carolina. My bad. North Carolina. Uh, we are heading off to the North Charleston Coliseum. Every time I hear North Carolina, I think of Petey Pablo. Remember that tune? North Carolina, come on and raise up. No. Take your shirt but... off. Whip it around your head, put it like a helicopter. You might remember that tune? No. All right, fuck <laughs> Petey Pablo. I think it was called Raise Up. Shout I don't know Petey, Petey Pablo, Pablo, but yeah. North Carolina. But yeah, just reminds me of that. Uh, we're in Charleston, yeah. So it's a WCW Clash of the Champions 27. 1994. What a fucking year. Um, Bro, a good for a year. little for a little bit of context, this is this should have been so much more memorable. It should have been <clears throat> so much more massive, huge main event on free TV because one man in particular is about to make his. Well, he's already made his debut. He signed the contract. He's, mm. you know, I was watching some of the build up beforehand on. WCW worldwide and pro and stuff like that. And, you know, Saturday night. And we have to shout out WCW Deep Cuts on Twitter for giving us access to all of those shows that were leading up to this Clash of the Champions. And it is, it's uh, it's your boy, Chris. It's old Double H himself. Yeah. The Hulkster. Yeah. He is making his... He's already making his way to WCW. He's he ripped up his Thunder in Paradise contract, which must have had you in tears. Oh mate, I'm looking at the poster right <laughs> fucking now on the wall, mate. You know what I mean? It is um it, it, I mean, I love the poster, it's fucking incredible. I'm gonna take a picture of it and put it up on the on, on the video because yes, we will show with the poster, we will have a picture for you. It's incredible. Give a fuck, mate. It's incredible. But yeah. um, just very quickly, so your your commentary team here are Tony, Bobby, and Mean Gene Oakland and Jesse That's the to, Body. To kick us off, yeah. Yeah, but um also want to have a little shout out and a little um a bit of a sad moment to say rest in peace to Cindy Heenan, 
who Bobby the Brain Heenan's wife, who actually passed away, I think, over the last couple of days, maybe he yesterday. Mike today put something out, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, very sad. Um, apparently a lovely lady. Um, you know, and she outlived Bobby, but uh, unfortunately, yeah, she uh, she's passed away over the last couple of days. So uh, we've got to give a shout out to Cindy Heenan, how she put up with Bobby for all them years. Uh, I will never know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but amazing. Yeah. Rest in, rest in peace. I'll send the uh, Heenan. Um, so, yeah, Bobby, uh, Tony, and Gene kick us off. Their biggest question marks for the show is who will Sherry side with? Sensuous Sherry. They are avoiding a lawsuit, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Um, because they were threatened with one just before this nothing to do with sherry we will get to it because it, it does tie in with this show actually um was it to do with ray when it was it I yes think? it was to do with big ray um obviously the main event um sorry well quickly did you see in the opening credits that vladimir was in it yes vladimir was in the opening credits uh good old vladimir we are still waiting for that documentary i'm not sure yes. whether it's on the back burner or not um bobby Heenan manages to squeeze in an oj joke <laughs> um, which is yeah I, I did like that uh yeah and he also said what's about couldn't hogan get a date yeah fucking yeah. bobby heenan is is the fucking goat bobby heenan is the actual goat there's no yeah. if buts or maybes he's the goat so later on in the show it will be rick flair and sting for the it, they will be unifying the WCW World Heavyweight Championship and the International Championship. Correct. Good God. Um, and we move on because it's a it's a fast paced show. It's a Clash of the Champions it's on TBS. It's like it's, hour and off. It is. It's prime. It's prime time TV. It's you know the good stuff. It's not your pay per view rubbish. They have to impress, and this is. I mean, if you're going to impress, sometimes you don't send out one of these guys. But your tag title, your tag title, WCW tag titles are on the line for a, to kick us off. It is a rematch. Uh, it's from Slambury. It's the Nasty Boys taking on the champions, Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan, who are also with Dave Sullivan. Now, if I remember correctly, and you want to go and check back into one of our interviews, this was a spot that was meant for someone else. This was meant to be Cactus and Max Payne's spot, but Kevin Sullivan pushed him out and Cactus went with it. Mick, Correct. be ashamed of yourself. Correct. So that interview that we had with Max Payne is, for me, I mean, I know we say this all the time, but our interviews that we've had with these guys are just some of them are incredible and the one that we had with max Payne, he was very very open and honest about it um he said that obviously him and mick had uh, a talking after uh, uh, a few years when mick foley ended up going on to uh, a tv show which i'm still still trying to get the footage for yes. um we might have to speak to uh, max Payne because he actually said that he was going to come back on with us um it's also yeah, hilarious. recently he has said that yeah yeah and but the thing is it's hilarious bro right me and you are just two fucking guys in hertfordshire in our houses doing interviews with all these guys and you've got other kind of 
let's say, interviewers who are on various platforms who are literally interviewing the same guys after we're interviewing them. And it's pretty weird because they've done, after we've done it, they've done Max Payne. After we've done it, they've done uh, Eric Watts. After we've done it, they've done Glacier. Um, you know, so all of these things anyway, it just makes us, you know, what they say, the, the best form of flattery is uh, imitation. Yeah. So yeah. you can't imitate these two boys in Hertfordshire. Yeah. One of them obviously wearing a fucking Nigeria shirt. But as my bridging Steve says, this Aimbo got flow. And if you're Nigerian, you know what that means. But um, yeah, it, it's the, the interview we did with Max was incredible. It really was. And he spoke about that and how upset he was. Yeah. Um, you know, and Watching this show, the, the, this match as well, it did make me think about Max. Yeah, it did for me as well. And I've got it straight away in my notes. It should have been Max's role. Should have been his. It was, it was his tag team. Yeah. I mean, Cactus, they were in that tag team. And then I'm not sure if Kevin was booking at the time, probably. Because he was Booker Man, wasn't he? Booker Man, indeed. Uh, and yeah, he's made it, put himself in there. And. I don't know. It doesn't. Kevin Sullivan, as a wrestler worker at this time in his career, does not fit anywhere. I'm I sorry. Mean, yeah, it, it doesn't it, work. It's, he was always a little bit out of place for me because, due to his yeah. size, a lot of it, and he it, was quite. It, he, he had one style, brawl, and it was messy and it was, you know, a little clumsy. I wasn't a fan, and I'm still not. No, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Kev. Uh, Dave Sullivan, I think um, he was the equaliser before in WCW, and there's a little gimmick change to become Dave. It's already a distraction for me. He's mucking about at ringside. <laughs> but, and I always found it weird that the technically the babyfaces had the side, had the person on the side. So they're yeah. outnumbering the heels. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really correlate. But yeah, I also noticed that Kevin Sullivan's brawling is a little snug. Bro, it weren't just him though. The, no, I think it, it wasn't. And I, yeah, there is another bit. The nasty boys are just fucking awful. They're fucking awful. The first, the bell goes to start this match off. And all you've got is Mick Foley getting punched in the fucking face. And he literally has to turn one of the nasty boys into the corner and start levering him back, basically saying, hold on a minute, fucking calm down. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Bobby Heenan continues to dig out Hulk Hogan. It's Good. almost like he is not interested right. in what's going on. Was it a requirement? And this, sorry, it's a question to you. Was it a requirement for the Sullivans to have Hulk Hogan tribute haircuts? Well, it was fucking hilarious. I tell you what, it's it was... Kevin Sullivan reminds you of the drunk old uncle, you know, the short drunk old uncle that needs to impress everyone with his fighting skills and yeah. how tough he is. Yeah, I once <laughs> knocked out a horse, and I was, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> then one. So that just reminds you of that Ross Kemp head bite an horse once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So they're, they're going on about Hogan's just landed in his Learjet and all this. Oh and Heenan's yeah. just like, I couldn't give a shit. He's like, I don't care. He's like, yeah. let him land in the Learjet. Who cares? Uh, it is a clumsy match. Let's be really honest. We've already said about the wrestling. Oh, it's terrible. We mentioned it before we came on. Yeah. Um, 
Terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good pop for a Cactus Jack clothesline. Um, this, the fans of fans are into it. The fans are. It's a pretty good crowd. You know what? It's not Chicago, so great. Mate, um, I'll tell you what, they're running again, AEW running in Chicago. I knew um, I was going to get you there. You can fuck, you, you're reeling me in. Um, Cactus Jack. Smaller did... arena in Chicago. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, but Cactus did this crazy spot where he jumped off backwards off the apron into it like the like fucking... a stage dive, wasn't it? Like... Oh, it was fucking terrible and smacked his head on the side. Um, Nuts. Yeah, it's um, not a long match. Dave Sullivan and Sags have a very stiff-looking altercation outside the ring. Yeah, yeah. Like Sags looks like he is going for it. Whether or not he is or he isn't, only they know. But he is he is levering Dave, and Dave is giving back what he can. Because the plan spot is the to hit him with a crutch. And whilst that's going on, the production team almost missed the finish. Yeah, it didn't really it didn't they missed really the finishing happen. move, yeah. Yeah, they, it didn't really happen with the crutch either, did it? No, they it wasn't a hard shot, it didn't wipe him out because Sags is trying to roll in to break up the count. It was a double arm DDT from Cactus and they retain Cactus and Kevin retain the titles. It wasn't good. No, it's terrible. Um, yeah, it was terrible. Uh, it was yeah. a bad match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's not great. And as with WCW, they moved on straight away as well. There wasn't really a celebration. It was like, right, let's take you his, to Mean Gene. His Gene with a hotline. Yes, the hotline, the amazing hotline. Um, and they tell you to dial in because, and this has got to be the funniest part of it, you, know, you dial in, speak to you know the winners of the matches, and you can also hear from Gordon Soley and Teddy Long. What a combination! Yeah, yeah. That is, man, I'm sad I missed that. They were like late, and Long. later on at half ten. You can speak to these guys. Yeah. He brings out Sting, who is the international champion. Yes, and he's fucking off his nuts. He is. He is shouting about being a shark or something. Yeah, yeah 24, 24 foot great white shark. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's pumped. The crowd is, you know, that. I mean, it's it's a it's WCW's home base, isn't it? The Carolinas. They are oh. over like Rover in the Carolinas, and Sting is no exception. And yeah, he cuts this loud promo shouting, and it doesn't oh, make it. Not yeah, like it doesn't that. make you think he's going to lose. He doesn't. The promo doesn't give anything away. It doesn't make you make anyone think he's going to lose this match. The commentators do enough of that for him. Um, all they were doing all night long in this show was plugging Flair and Hogan, mm-hmm. and that annoyed the shit out of me. But yeah, I'm sure it yeah. pissed Sting off as well. Uh, VT time is the boss, and this is the bit we were just mentioning. The boss. Uh, man ray trailer becomes the guardian angel in a video clip where he is patrolling the streets of new york and i'm pretty sure they did this by design because he is fucking huge with next to the rest of those guardian angels oh yeah i mean but the thing is anyone that knows the guardian angels are like the they're like a, a legit um group of people yeah like, security force yeah basically thing, they yeah. used to go around in the ghetto and just fucking you know 
grab up drug dealers and try and, you know, keep the city clean um, without any weapons or whatever. They used to go, you know, with the red yeah. berets and the, you know, red jackets and the white T-shirts and all this. So obviously they couldn't. I mean, this is 1994. So the boss man, Ray Trailer, was the big boss man in WWF. Yes, he, um, he did turn he, up as the boss and yeah. he wore the old boss man gear for a match yeah. with Vader. Um, the fearsome Jerry McDevitt sent one of his letters to WCW offices saying, cut that shit out. See, yeah, well, get, yeah, Jerry McDevitt has done a fucking, done an Aubrey. Uh, oh, an yes, Aubrey. he's done an Aubrey. Hey, uh, <laughs> cease and desist. Uh, you got to give fucking... context on that, yeah. You got you can't leave right. that where it is. So the news is coming out that apparently, and this is just speculation. We don't know if it's true or not. That Aubrey Edwards, <laughs> under pseudonyms or under different guises, <clears throat> is actually making copyright claims against uh, independent uh, media people such as ourselves when they're using AEW uh, video content. Blah blah blah. They haven't done anything to us. Just. You know, no, no, they haven't done it. Yeah, no, well. they haven't. No, but they're doing it to a lot of other people, like uh, AEW botches and mm-hmm. was it? Well, um... some girl. They, on... did, they did it to Chris Statlander, didn't they? Yeah, girl, girl on cinema. Girl on cinema. Yeah, they got um, done over. Um, but the fact they did it to one of their own talent was a bit weird, and it wasn't even AEW's property, was it? It wasn't even an AEW clip. It was her playing the recorder. But because she was acknowledging AEW botches in the clip, they yeah. wanted it taken down. So sad. Oh, it's fucking, Get you know. Grip. I mean, Botchamania has been around. Yeah, they got for... Botchamania taken down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think they got it back, didn't they? Or something. Well, no, he's got a different channel called Botchamania again. Oh. So um, you know, you beautiful bastards. Um I think it's hilarious how at the end now he uses uh, Tony Khan saying fucking bullshit uh, instead of the Sheik. Um, You know, so Harley Race was the one that stripped the boss of his uh, uniform and nightstick and all of this. Had to be a public stripping of his... Yeah. Yeah, just to prove a point to, you know, big bad Jerry McDevitt and Vince and... Whoever else was there at the time, JJ Dillon, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he so he had to become the guardian angel. Um, and in this match, he does come out in his guardian angel get up with the jacket and the beret and all that. He takes on Tex Slazenger, and it is a fucking epic squash. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Good old Midian. As much as I hate to say it, I don't hate to say it, but it was a squash match on TV. You know, the fans fucking loved it. Mm. They trailer's still over. He's still got that big name from the WWF. He's still, you know, probably in a lot of people's minds, he's still the boss man doing boss man moves. Oh, he's still doing the slide out underneath. Yeah. And the he can still move. Up. Still yeah. move. Big, he's big guy, though. You think he's. He went up and down in his weight. You could tell that, like, you know, when he first came into WWF, he was. You know, a bit on the bigger side. He proper slimmed down when he was in that main event run with Hogan and, you know, turning babyface and that. And then probably, you know, injury was catching up with him. And he did get big again. But, yeah, he, uh, hell of a squash. And it was only, like, 
couldn't have been more than 90 seconds. But straight after that, they clip us to the motorcade arriving and Bobby Heenan does it again with an OJ joke. Said, oh, I saw this on TV the other day. <laughs> it was a really nice, slow-moving motorcade. Of, And this is where Tony accidentally or not pushes Hogan Flair too much. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so obvious. It's fucking terrible. Um, yeah. You know, let, let's get through this event first before you start trying. But again... Well, the main event's so monumental. It needs to yeah. be... Kept. Unification yeah. match, you know. But I get, I get they're plugging the next thing, but but that's not... Hogan. Hogan coming in, demanding to be the fucking in the number one spot, brother. That's right. Um, the limo does pull up. Out gets uh, Jack Tunney. Sorry, no, he doesn't. Um, Jimmy Hart gets out. Um, Jimmy's booed. Um, I guess past heel management stuff, people would naturally think he's a heel. Yeah, he did. He had that one tiny baby face run with Hogan in 93 around WrestleMania 9 all that stuff and yeah he uh he gets booed Hogan's reaction is mixed I think I don't think he gets all the cheers no he did he does you're in WCW country you're not gonna get cheered like all the way the kids are gonna love you no matter what at this point yeah um this is all in the middle of the uh of the trial as well the big trial the steroid trial yeah, it's, had a little uh, read into that. Yeah, it's uh, Hogan hasn't testified against Vince just yet. That's coming up, but yeah. Uh, so there's a lot. There's so much going on at this point. Crazy times. Yeah. And as we cut into our next part of the show, Governor Jesse Ventura is with us. Another person who wasn't a fan of Hogan. Oh, absolutely not. And Jesse's gone before Bash of the Beach. Yeah. Um, from what I saw recently, it, Eric Bischoff says he decided to just, he said it wasn't going to work, didn't want Hogan and Jesse on the same show, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Jesse said they paid me to stay at home. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> I mean, win win. Yeah. But next up, it is. It's the biggest baby face of all. You know, it's the biggest match we, you know, most of us on this side of the world are waiting to see. Mm -hmm. It is a television title rematch, again from Slamboree. Free TV, what a treat. Amazing. Uh, national hero, Lord Stephen Regal, with his faithful aide, uh, Sir, Sir William, William. Yeah. taking on the dastardly living legend, Larry Zabisco, the champion. Who's, who's over as fuck. We've been we've had this before in other shows. Larry is over. Larry is so over with, with the live crowd. Yeah. But then you only have to watch a single episode of Nitro in the in '97, where Larry has to get up out of his seat at the beginning of every Nitro to, you know, go and wave to the fans because they are chanting Larry just over and over and over until until he gets up and does that wave. Um. It's a it's a good. It's not the. It's probably the best match on the show. I would say so. It was a, it was yeah. a, I mean, but it's Regal. Regal yes. is, you know, it, it, he's great. He, he's, you know, in the ring, it's a heel masterclass. 
Um, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's uh, playing the crowd, you know. It's, and he, the, it's he, the expressions and everything that go with great. it. He's so good. And to back it up, I mean, there's a lot of stalling at the beginning, but to back it up, he hits him with a cracking European uppercut. Mm. And Larry takes it like a champ. There's a lot again, of fans. There's a difference. Around. There's a difference between what Regal and Larry were doing and what the nasties and the Sullivans and Cactus were doing. Yeah. Stiff for being stiff is no good, but this was a stiff working match. And it's it's enjoyable. I would I would recommend this one more than any of the uh, others in this show. So it was great. There was psychology to it. There was, there was Regal yeah. with every time he was going for the cover, he was rubbing his forearm in the face of Zabisco. He was, you know, when he had him in a, in a headlock, he was smashing him over the front of the face and that. It was and great heel work in Larry's in Larry's comeback as well. There is a unbelievable, but like it's so good, it worked perfectly. Spinning back kick. Oh, it was great. Like something you don't see that often, maybe off of Sean Waltman or someone like that, but a spinning back kick, which just, it looked so good. And wow, we need more of that shit. Uh, no more super kicks, please. Oh, fucking, I'm just glad the Bucks ain't champions anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the spinning back kick, it's, it's, the match is, the match is flowing nicely. It does, um, Take a bit of a weird turn when they start stalling again, but the uh, Larry's reversal of a double underhook into a pin as well just worked perfectly for me. Wrestling, bro. Yeah, that's what it is. It is wrestling. You are in wrestling territory, as always. It is WCW in the nineties providing you with that wrestling because WWF weren't. They were pushing Diesel. yeah so the finish is a bit hokey on the other side of it yeah um i mean there's other hokey finishes in this whole show but this one in particular regal reverses the boston crab and i think does no does sir william help him reverse it uh and then regal grabs the top rope and yeah yeah yeah, and they get a three count. But uh, no, no, it's um, it, it uses a knuckle duster. No, that's in the other one. That's in the US title. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah, the US title one is, has the knuckle duster later on. Oh, this one, the, yeah, the TV one. So William grabs the he grabs his leg. He helps him flip him over from that Boston crab. And he oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, takes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting holds confused. Holds the rope, takes the win, brings the TV title back for the Queen, like he said he would. Huge pop. I'm joking, there wasn't, but there probably was no, in the UK. It was at the great. Time. No, it was great because it was heat. Yeah, good heat, good heat. Um, I, and then we move on to something straight away again. Not a lot of. I guess they're moving time as quick as they can for TV. They've got to cram it all in, which is neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mean Gene is with Dustin Rhodes and Arn Anderson. Um, Arn gets a great line and says he'll smack his granny in the mouth for 50 cents. Mm-hmm. They are, Arn is accepting Dustin's uh, request to team up to take on 
Bunkhouse Buck. Yeah, and Bunkhouse Terry Buck Funk. and Terry Funk. What team? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I could tell straight away just by looking at it, I knew what was going to happen there. And let, as we, you know, we talk about it now, Arn does turn in him straight away. Yeah. So, yeah. Shocker. Shocker. Shock horror. Yeah. And we move on to the US title because this one, strange as it sounds, Johnny B. Bad. And I'm going to have to say, He's my winner of the Arco Pro Award. No, he's mine as well. He's mine as well. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny B. Bad. Yeah, Johnny B. Bad. And man, what a guy this is. Stunning Steve Austin. Yeah, baby. Stunning Steve with his blonde hair and his, you know, as Jesse called it, his Jesse the Body goatee. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's not what he was going for, but it's good. And I think these fans liked Austin a little bit. Yeah, I think you know where he, another wrestler. Yeah, he was. He was, but again, it was black trunks, black boots. Um, and yeah, just the letters "US champ" on the on, oh, his, on ass. his ass. Yeah, it was. It was good stuff, man. It was good. Um, but there's a few guys that would be gone, you know, not long after this show. Well, yeah, they all sort of start to flip over, and mm. there's a big change in personnel. Almost, I, mean, it, I think, like some of the guys who. Move over. I think they're still about a year away from moving. Well, C- Cactus left Cactus pretty much pretty straight, quickly, straight yeah. away. Um, he didn't join WWF until '96, but he did some ECW stuff. He went to Japan. He done some he other did all bits. the deathmatch shit. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a lot of people that left within a year or so after this. Yeah. Um, and yes, uh, Stunning Steve opened this match with a good old fashioned slap. What did the five fingers say to the face? In it, he uh, he goes straight to it, and it's it's all right. I mean, the the booth, the commentary booth, we're talking about Sherry again. This is um this this whole story about Sherry was starting to grate on me a bit. Like you made your point because she's fo- less focus because she's coming back to choose who's going to be a, a guy. Yeah, but um. Not much to this match. I it didn't. All, I didn't right. think it was great. I yeah. made it some nice bits, nice clothesline from Austin, nice flying heads from Johnny. Like the crowd were into it, which is always a good stuff, good sign. But the finish was fucking lousy. Oh, I mean, there, there was a lot of that on this show. Lousy yeah. endings. Um, Austin does bring out the. The knuckle, I mean, look plastic, but yeah, for the sake of this, the brass knuckles, whatever. Mm-hmm. He does lay out Johnny, and then for some reason, this never happens when it ha- you know when it goes the other way around. Like another referee turns up, yeah, because he puts it under his arm. Yeah, Randy Anderson comes out, lifts Austin's arm, so the the dusters fall out and they you know they're all pointing at it and as they're doing that Johnny B. Bad rolls him up and Randy Anderson counts to three Randy's mm-hmm. not the original referee Nick Patrick yeah, is that's right and Johnny B. Bad takes the US title the crowd are going nuts for it fair play like they've got a reaction they've got one cheaply but they've got it because whilst I haven't followed on from this story I'm almost certain that Johnny B. Bad is not the US champion at this point yeah yeah, he, he does walk away with the belt. Um, 
and I've put here on the notes, no idea if he's a champ or not. Yeah, no one knows. <laughs> and because they they cut to the next part of the show straight away, Mean Gene. Um, and here here he comes. It, the Hulkster's coming. He's American made. He's got that. You know, it's real American for WCW. It doesn't touch real American for me. No. I don't know how you feel about it. It's still a good tune. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but it, like you're saying, it's not the, I am a real <laughs> American. You know what I mean? I love that, that classic one with the, with the slow open. You know what I mean? When I, when I wrote this down, when I wrote down American made, not the same as real American, I did wonder in my head, I, I remember this because I chuckled a little bit. I was wondering, I wonder if I can get him to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> you've sung Fun. real american for me so yeah i had a feeling it was gonna gonna work um hogan does he says that this is the greatest day of his life what yeah i mean he hadn't smashed one of his daughter's mates there yet had he so yeah i mean <laughs> hogan, hogan had been cutting some funny promos like across 93 94 he there was the one where he said the wwf title didn't mean anything he only wanted the iwgp title like i don't know hogan very strange he is again not getting the desired reaction that i think naively hogan was expecting i i mean yeah he was expecting everybody to fucking because yeah because rick flair gets a bigger pop when he appears on screen yeah, looking at crazy and, and shit. Yeah, shouting and ranting and raving. I can't even remember what he said. He was saying, because <laughs> Hogan says, I'm going to be wrestling whoever wins this match. And then Flair comes and goes, what do you mean whoever wins this match? It's going to be me. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's, uh, well, I think it's pretty obvious and everyone will know who wins this main event. So I have a question. I wrote it down. What would what do you think they'd have done if they'd decided to go with Hogan and Sting at the Bash at the Beach? I think there's there's a chance it could have been bigger than Hogan Flair. Yeah, I mean, because Sting obviously has his stingers, don't he? Yeah. Um, you know, and as you said, not everybody was cheering for Hogan. Not, Ho- not Hogan everyone's a, a Hulkamaniac. Hogan's had a history of being paranoid that. You know, someone's going to outshine him and get a bigger reaction and stuff like that, which is why he's <laughs> <Sid>. carefully, <coughs> carefully picked his opponents over yeah. the years. Like he knew he could, you know, screw over Rocky at WrestleMania 18 and stuff like that. Do you think Sting, you know, homegrown Sting would have had a bigger following against Hogan at Bash at the Beach 94? Yeah, I mean, you know, from Venice Beach, California, um, yeah. the Stinger. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think equally it would have been a good match, uh, a, a, a big occasion, uh, because Stinger, Stinger had his stingers and he had a really big following there. Uh, but again, it's it, they were just playing the whole flair. No, obviously, Hogan. they got their biggest ever buy rate off of at the time off of that bash mm. at the beach. So yeah. the proof's in the pudding. But I'm just playing around and I say, you know, thinking, what if Sting would have won that? Yeah. Sting and Hogan. I mean, we get Sting and Hogan in 97. Which yeah. is huge. Yeah. But you know, blonde, you know, beach blonde sting and red well, and yellow Hogan would have been uh, 
you know, Sting that, it would have been a dream match. Sting, Sting at that point was still friends with Warrior. Ah, uh, yeah, Jim Jim been off TV for a while. He doesn't come yeah. back until ninety six. Yeah, yeah, you know. So because Hell Hellwig and um and uh, Steve Borden go back years. They both got into the business at the same time. Yeah, the, the Blade Runners. Yeah, you know they opened the Dingo Warriors. You know what I mean? Opened oh, the gym God. together. You know. Good mates. Uh, our main event commentary team will be Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan. They cut to this most random clip of Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. I mean, a very young Shaquille O'Neal talking really with young. Hogan. Skinny yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, skinny Shaq talking, talking with Hogan. I mean, Shaq plays a part in the Bash at the Beach, doesn't he? Like in the main yeah. event. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he, yeah. Yeah. But very, yeah, very odd sort of uh, thing. Uh, so it is main event time. It is the unification of the WCW world title and the international title. Uh, Rick Flair and Sting. Michael Buffer is going to be our main event MC, which is a WCW staple. Yeah, that gives us to make so much money off Turner. Oh, bro, he's made. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about Turner as well soon. Just to turn up on Monday nights and the occasional pay per view and uh, Clash of Champions. What a star. <laughs> Just... oh, he made his money. Yeah. Um, this is a huge match to stick on TV. Yeah, it's got... unification. Yeah, you've got the WCW commissioner, Nick Bockwinkle, there. You've got. Um... You know, Randy Anderson, the referee. It it seems like um quite a big, like you say, it's a big thing to have on on a free TV show. I think they really wanted what they wanted at the Bash at the Beach, so they had to get to it, no matter how it happened. And mm-hmm. they didn't have Nitro yet. No, Nitro was you know they didn't want to put it on Saturday night. Pro and main event and all the other shows are just too small to put it on. So, or worldwide, so. It's got to be now or never. Right. I mean, I don't know what the pay-per-view was after the bash at the beach, but yeah, they could have done that, put that at the bash at the beach and then had Hogan's debut later, but who knows? It yeah. was just how they wanted it done. Sensuous, I almost said sensational. Sensuous Sherry finally makes her way out to the ring after the whole evening of what is she doing? Who is she after? One of the episodes of WCW Saturday night mm-hmm. watched beforehand. Yeah. Uh, she was out there scouting Brian Pillman. So I was wondering what's going on here. But yeah. Uh, no, she does turn up. She removes this little mask she's got on and she's wearing Sting's face paint. I think Sting's as confused as all of us. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But Sherry has apparently turned babyface. Did she leave the WWF as a babyface? Wasn't she working with Luna? Um, trying to think. Towards the end, like, I'm pretty sure she had a little run in with Luna Vachon, like, and then that was it for her. Not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, going off the off the track again. There. No, that's <laughs> that's what we do. That's um, what we do, baby. Yeah. So it is a huge match to stick on TV. These two have wrestled hundreds of times. So the match is not any different, really, than what you would have seen at 
Great American Bash 90 or you know, even that clash of the chat, the first clash of the champions, they even made that a point of that. The main event of the first clash, Flair and Sting, which went on like rest same night as WrestleMania or something. You know, so you it, there's also a couple of weird things that happen in this. You've got Ric Flair arguing with certain people in the crowd, and Randy Anderson has to like go out and kind of drag him back into the, the old ring. hold me back routine. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know how legit it was. It seemed pretty legit. He singled that one person out. It wasn't even front row. Yeah, it was a couple weird. of rows. I think he, I think Rick knows what he's doing. He's going for someone not front row, a few rows back. They can't get to him. And you know, Randy's there to pull him back as well. I think yeah. it's I just think it's old fashioned heel work from Rick. Okay. Yeah. It was it just was, weird. Because yeah. usually the, the you know the ref would just count him out or whatever, you know, but um there was a little altercation like Bobby Heenan is playing cheerleader for Ric Flair in this. And Rick at one point gets up and just goes and shoves Randy Anderson. Yeah. And then Randy gets all pissed off and he's like, yeah. don't touch me. Don't, you know, I'm the referee. But, and here's where it's, I feel it's different. It's not a referee stealing focus. No, it's not. It's being part of the story. It's be, it's a referee being a part of the story, not, making silly faces or grabbing a body part whenever someone does something. It's a referee that's enforcing his rules and being stern with that guy who's for no apparent reason got up and shoved him. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be learned from people that simp. And I use that word, you know, for the first time on this show ever. It's people that simp for referees that pull faces and these these motherfucking referees don't yeah. know how to do their job. We only have to you can get you can catch the clips. They're not difficult to find on our YouTube page. Our good buddy Marty Elias, the referee of one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Yep. Making a very, very valid point the people who run these shows don't give a fuck about what these refs do. Mm-hmm. Obviously not because one of them's going around copyright striking everyone and anyone that disagrees with what she does. Yeah. Jesus, man. Like, That's fucking nuts, bro. Trust me. Talk about full of yourself. She's yeah. fucking full of herself. And yeah, sorry. So we've, we've moved, moved past the point again. Yeah. Randy Anderson gets involved, but that's it. You don't, you don't notice him other than that. No. Um, Sting no selling the chops is I I always find it I always think it's cool. Like Hogan starts doing it as well later on, which is you know, yeah. But that was the one move that Sting would no sell for Flair, and like it worked every time. The chops, yeah, yeah, because eventually the chops would start to wear him down. It's not like flippy flippy spot fists. When yeah, it's nobody like sells a damn thing. Hawk not no selling fucking pole drivers. Yeah, no. Uh, that one's a bit weird. I like and it was the same thing with Flair. You know, always miss miscuing the uh atomic drop. Mm-hmm. He would always get it, he would always like do it lazily so they didn't have to sell it. Yeah. Like it was the same thing with Roddy Piper when he do it with Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper would just poke him in the eyes. Yeah. Like, whereas Sting would, you know, lay him out or do whatever. Like there is a there is an art to no selling. 
and you have to pick your moments and it has to be right. It has to be something as simple as a chop or a punch or a headbutt or yeah. like, cause you know, Haku and some of those guys never selling headbutts. That's right. It was, there is a method to it and no selling every super kick you take, no selling everybody's finishes and oh man, like it, it just bugs me. I mean, Sting's still no selling in AEW right now, pretty much everything. He no sold it a titty twister. I mean, have you seen that? I did see that. He no sold the, the titty twister. I remember him no selling some uh, of Orange Cassidy's kicks as well. Mm. What a fucking rabbit hole this is to go. No, down. no, trust me, yeah. bro. What else? He no sold something else as well. Was it from the Bucks? Yeah, it was no selling super kicks, I think. I mean, they look weak as fuck anyway. Yeah. I mean, he did the world a service by no selling. I think everyone else should do it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Sting, no selling chops, that's fine. Like it's, But like I said, later on in the match, he sells for him mm-hmm. because he is starting to be, you know, he's beaten down a bit. His chest looks raw as well mm-hmm. towards you know the middle and end which just shows that it's uh good working yeah and the crowd are into it which is nice the crowd are, i don't think i've ever seen a sting and flare match where the crowd aren't into it so. yeah it was good and uh yeah it's uh it's weird like this match just takes a weird turn And um, it, it, it's weird because yeah, the, where, yeah, at some point Sherry gets involved, so she's down on the floor checking Sting, seeing if he's all right, and that telling him to get up and all that. Flair's telling her, "Shut your mouth, shut your damn mouth." <laughs> Bobby Heenan asks if a uh, if an Oreo exploded in her face. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, was a good it was a good line. Um, Sherry does take an awesome bump. Yeah, off of that. Uh, Crossbody from Sting to the outside. Sherry, like, amazing. Yeah. One of the best. Yeah, we we've spoken about it before. You know, we had got mad love for, you know, for woman and you know, but Sherry as well. Yeah. And go back and watch it. Go back and look at how good Sherry is in almost everything she does. Whether she's working with Savage as Sensational Queen Sherry. I can't remember if she did if she did a lot for DBRC. She did a few bits, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, working with Shawn Michaels and that thing with Rick Martel and all that, like, that was, like, later later Sherry. And even working with Luna. I remember mm. there was a really, like, crazy brawl they had on Monday, Monday Night Raw. Like, oh, it's 93. Yeah, I mean, Shawn, Shawn Michaels said that Sherry was amazing with him and yeah. for him, you know? And, yeah. The, um, the crossbody... It takes out Sherry, um, sort of puts Sting off his game because it's a roll up and we're out of here. That's right. Up to tights, yeah, and it's done. Crowd, I'm not sure if the crowd were expecting it. They no, it was, a, it was a very abrupt yeah. finish. But then you, think, you get. Do you think in, they got told to hurry up? But maybe because you know why? Because Hogan probably wanted more time at the end. Well, he does get more time at the end. Hogan. Uh, it could be that Hogan wanted more time. It could be they they were pressed for time, mm-hmm. you know. 
much like AEW on TBS right now, like you could be one minute looking at Moxley holding the interim world title and then you cut to the opening credits of American Dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a normal thing on American TV. But yeah, we move so quickly uh, because we don't get a unified world championship celebration that we deserve and that Ric Flair deserves and that, you know, the match deserves. It's let's move on because it's a, it was a setup all along. Sherry hugs Flair. Yeah. And they start beating the shit out of Sting. They do. She gives him a couple of splashes. They were good. Yeah. <laughs> Takes her shoes off and that's it. She's off. She's away. And like we said before, this was just a setup for Hogan and Ric Flair to meet at the Bash at the Beach because, and this is something we didn't talk about, it's because WWF, when they had Hogan and Flair on the in the same on the same roster, didn't put to get them together on pay per view, mm-hmm. which was was clumsy. I think it was a bit it was a bit strange to not put them on. They put they had them on a house show run, which did decent numbers. And like you can see the really, really grainy footage of fan held cameras where I think they did the old uh the old double finish a couple of times where they think Flair's beaten Hogan and won the world championship and then know, Jack Tunney probably comes out and reverse it and they have to go carry on and Hogan will eventually beat him. But they never stuck those two together on in a singles match on television on pay-per-view or anything it was just was it just a saturday night's main event where they teamed up or hogan teamed with sid and it was to do with the sid turn yeah why do you think why do you why do you think they didn't do it i mean why does anything ever happen in wrestling i mean we never know sometimes the mad i think it costed themselves money by not putting that one on mm-hmm. yeah but you know, history is history, isn't it? So yeah, we do eventually finally get Hogan and Flair one-on-one at the Bash of the Beach, which is coming up at some point. Yeah, maybe we'll have to watch that one soon. Um, Hogan straight away, you know, because <clears throat> he, he ends up clearing clearing Hogan, uh, sorry, Flair and Sherry off. And now he's threatening to get Uncle Ted involved. I know, but this is what I'm what saying. If it's bitch. not fucking... Yeah, if he's not if he's not threatening to get Jack Tunney, he's getting. I'm going to bring Ted Turner down here. Fuck I'm going to drag him down here and yeah. oh, give it a rest, man. That's all we now as adults remember Hogan for doing. Yeah, it's just you know why playing, playing lawyer ball. Yeah, every week. You know, oh, he. You know, you all saw it. Where's Jack Tunney? The Undertaker and Flair cheated me. Like, yeah, oh, give it up, man. Have a word. Have a day off. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> PhD kid. You know what I mean? Have a day off, please, bro. Um, and yeah, I've got here some things never change. Hogan mm-hmm. using all his political powers, creative controls, and they do, you know, we're going to have a contract sign and you're going to face me, blah, blah. What you going to do, brother? Mm. And uh, that's that's it. That's the clash. Short, yeah. It's a short show and it's, you know, and I... I think it's probably best that, you know, poor Chris had watched a shorter show than, you know, some sort of three hour mess that he yeah. would fall asleep through like once or twice. But I mean, I get, it is great watching those old shows. I'm not going to lie. 
Oh, we, we love it. That's why we do what we do, you know? And we hope that everyone else is uh, enjoying it too. We hope that everyone else is feeling good and doing what they do. And Yeah, I mean, we, we always say, watch the shows that we've watched, you know, go back and watch it. Don't just take our word for it. Um, go back and watch it. I mean, I've watched quite a bit of wrestling uh, this week, but I've been watching my old VHSs. So I've got a uh, one of them, what's it called? It's like called uh, Battle of the Brits. I've got some really old oh, wrestling tape and it's got like some, um, some world of sports shit. Yeah, well, it's got rollable Rocco versus someone, but the main event on the tape is actually a catch wrestling association match between Otto Vans oh, and uh, Bull Power, a.k.a. Vader. Vader, yeah. Big and Leon. It is a fucking brutal match. It is absolutely savage. I was watching it yesterday, like, wow, it was like 1989 or something like that. It was mental. Um, but you, what I mean, and, and you've got um, Alex Wright's dad there as well, Steve. getting involved with Otto Vans. And it was like, yeah, the the um, the world championship match. Uh, you know, Vader's there looking hench. Otto Vons is just massive himself. It's looking fun, like it's funny you mentioned VHSs because I'm where I sit, you know, and do these podcasts at the minute. I'm at a desk, and underneath that desk is a fridge because it's me, and there needs to be a fridge. You know, I can keep me cans and me snacks and your bollocks in there. <laughs> yeah, a day like this, yeah, and on top of that little fridge is my vhs tapes and obviously you know i can't really see it that well there that's uh that's always yes. gonna be there it's always gonna be but this one a 399 classic was that, that um superstars of the 90s yeah the yeah, best of the 90s yeah yeah which yeah, is, yeah. Uh, i got that bruv yeah, what, a, what a classic tape that mate, is. there are some amazing i mean i've got some like Mate, some of my vhs's i'm just like really proud of i've got like some uswa stuff um, nice. Yeah, got some nice really nice. early USWA stuff. Got some WWF stuff. Got some uh, Mid South stuff on video. I've got like um, UWF. Um, I've got some fucking crazy shit, but I've got a lot of UK wrestling tapes. And this one, maybe we could, um, maybe we could. Might, uh, we might have to check out older uh, Ball Power and I Want. Yeah, so it might. I mean, the match itself is on YouTube, but I don't know if the whole VHS that I've got, it's like a Mick McManus Battle of the Brits. So it's called like, oh, something like Wax and Wax and Bangs and Crashes and Wallops or something like that. Ooh. The videotape's called. It's like weird. Um, I tell you, you what, sure, I, you sure it's wrestling? Honestly, bro. It, uh, oh, it's called grappling giants the best of wrestling and it's got um uh oh fucking uh pat roach uh versus giant haystacks pat bomber roach it, it yeah. just amazing like some of the matches on there are just incredible and i don't know if you can see it it's it's there that's the front uh, big man <laughs> so it, yeah so it's called grappling the Giant haystacks for, the, for those that don't remember Loch Ness in WCW. They talk about that as well. Uh, the best of grappling. What is it? The best of wrestling 
grappling giants. Let's see if it's on on YouTube. And it's got Mick McManus. Some of those old um, world of sports great, some of the classics. Oh, it's incredible, bruv. Like Rollable Rocco is in there doing some fantastic wrestling, bruv. Yeah. Great stuff. Great, great stuff. Um, before, before strong style was a thing, you had British wrestling, and that's all we called it. Yeah. Just it British was, wrestling. It was 12 rounds of three minutes or whatever, you know. Um, oh, it's just a great video. So, yeah, it's called The Best of Wrestling Grappling Giants. Uh, that's the VHS I watched yesterday, and we will review it, man. We will. I mean, I could even upload it onto YouTube, onto our channel. I mean, if I can, if I can rip it somehow. If you can, maybe we can uh, do some commentary. Yeah, I mean that'll be that'll be great because you've got, you've got. I mean, some of the matches. I mean, I don't know what the copyright thing is. I mean, it's probably over. I'm trying to think how old it'll be, like thirty odd years old. It's like a Pickwick video presented by Mick McManus. You know, it is just oh, it's incredible, dude. So just absolute incredible stuff. Would people be interested in the live commentary stream of uh, of the Battle of the Brits, or you know? Well, would, we, we is there is there a demand for a for for Chris and myself to be? You know, you can sit and watch this show with us, and we will yeah. chat over it, and we will do our best to call every move, every hold, every wrist lock, and wrist watch. Do you get me? Because we do know a wrist lock from a wrist watch. So that was Clash of Champions. It was. It was a fun, weird, good and terrible little show that did just enough to get your appetite wet, so to speak, for Bash of the Beach. Yes, correct. For Mundo. And I'm not sure we're going to be. I don't think we're going to be reviewing Bash at the Beach next. I think we could be, look, you know, looking heavy on this British stuff. But yeah, who knows what cut comes next? Because you know, we don't really know. <laughs> no, we ain't got a, a we ain't got a Danny Larue, as they say. Uh, uh, Danny Larue, a Scooby Doo, whatever That's you want right. to call it. <laughs> we uh, we haven't got we as usual. We we haven't got the the greatest plan yet. But as always. We have to thank everyone for sticking around, for listening, for watching, for subscribing, for liking, for sending messages, retweeting, whatever. All of that crazy shit that people tend to do now. It's it's a social world. It's social media. It's everything that comes with it. And we love you for it. There's no other way to put it. No, that's right. We do. We love you for it. And uh, I'm quite excited about the possibility of uploading this VHS Pro because, you know, me and you watching it live, doing a bit of uh, commentary over it and just letting other people watch it as well. I'd fucking love it. You know, we could we could get on there doing it. We could get one of our British favourites or one of our European counterparts, like maybe uh, Alex Wright or someone like that, you know, to at least do the main event with Otto Vans. Because that was in Nuremberg, Germany. Sounds good. We uh we might have to hook something up. Yeah, man. Well, you're the, you're, the, you're going to be the technical guide on this one, though. You're going to have to uh, find a way. 
we can we can stream it on this and we can have another stream coming in. I'm pretty sure you can like watch a video so we can all watch it. Um yeah, which is uh so we can we can we can hook that up. We'll have a little look after the show and see if it's a possibility of doing it. Um, but where there's a will, there is a way, and we will get that done because it's something different, something new and something fun. So we'll we'll get on that and see if we can do it. Well, we're always trying. We're always trying to be fun. We're always trying to have some fun and keep keep people interested and keep them keep them laughing. You know, because most of the time we just take the piss out of ourselves. Absolutely, absolutely. And when I say this, I mean I take the piss out of Chris um, <laughs> because I have a new clip. Um, something Chris does not know about. I have a new clip ready to uh, ready to drop very soon. Um, Jesus, I'm not sure where I'm going to put it. Yeah, I've got a couple of places where it's good. Bro, but... allow allow me, allow me. Yeah, I'm still trying to get over the old COVID. You know what hey, I mean? You you coined the phrase, just give me juiced up dickheads. I had to do something with it. <laughs> Big meaty men slapping meat. That's what he wants. Fucking so that's what we're gonna dude, give yes. him. Um so keep your eyes out for that. There is gonna be a fun little clip, you know, with Chris. Sweet. You know. <laughs> It's not him hugging Tony Khan. I think I've done enough of them. Uh, you can never have enough of them. Well, he can't. He loves hugging you. So of course he does. Because I'm the plug. Does the plug? Yeah, I hook him up with his uh baby power. Ah. Yeah. What do you think he loves more? Hugging or beak? I think it's no contest, bruv. There's no contest. He's 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 a he's a beak freak, you know. Can't get hyped off of hugs. That's it, man. Man cannot get high off hugs alone. You can't get hyped or wired. You get oh me? dear, yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I know you're not feeling too good. I'm gonna make you do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, because we always talk about YouTube. We always talk about that. But as the Irish demand it, we need to tell them where they can find us to listen. So we're on all podcast platforms we are on podbean spotify deezer Castbox, iHeartRadio, radio listen no stitcher apple Podcasts, amazon Podcasts. we are on google Podcasts. we are on every single fucking podcast platform available please check us out on there give us your reviews like us subscribe oh, to our rss stars. give us give us that do it. damn five star frog splash trust me do five stars is what we need five stars is what we love Give us one of those nice reviews that you give everyone else when you listen to your cooking programs and whatnot, yeah. or the geezer that chugs all the drinks. <laughs> I know you like him. Badland <laughs> chugs, baby. Badland chugs. Shout out Eric Booker. Um, yeah. So please, please continue to do that. We, uh, yeah, we really do appreciate everyone that's getting involved and sticking out a review or commenting or doing whatever. <coughs> and with that, I think we can say thank you very much. As always, I'm losing my voice as well now. I'm JB. Yeah, bruv. The man sitting next to me, if you're watching this, is the best Chris in all of wrestling podcasts, Mr. Chris Dredd. Chris, I hope you feel better soon. Cheers, buddy. You know, we're going to need you for one of our three-hour messes at some point. Oh, you done know. You done know. Um, I'll be there, baby. So thank you so much for sticking around. Take care, everyone. We'll see you soon. Peace.